you like love? Are you a night owl? Then Late Night Love is a place for you. Since life is negative enough, here we discuss everything love. What we love, who we love, and why we love. So join And thank you, all of my lovelies out there, for joining us on another excursion down the stream of consciousness towards the river of love. In the chip that we call late night love. That was lovely, honey. Yeah, that was a good one. My, that was a good one. My when Christmas wish became... Welcome to our Christmas. My Christmas wish came came true. I did one without butchering it. So there we go. There you go. Your Christmas <laughs> wish came to the Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's the Christmas miracle. All right. It's going to be a long year. <laughs> That's our Christmas miracle. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and it's not really a special. It's our official Christmas show, unless we happen to do one on Christmas Day, which we should consider. If we're we just... should consider doing a short show. Yeah, or, yeah, maybe, or maybe even one. two short shows, one in the early evening, one later at night. Well, if we're here just by ourselves, there may be... There's lots of other people out there just by themselves yeah. on Christmas. And so maybe it's something we should think about. Stay tuned, sports fans. Yeah, we shall see. Check with us. We'll probably do something on Christmas Day, I'm assuming. But yeah, I'm what exactly we it will. is. We don't know yet. We don't know. We'll, we'll kick it around and we'll come up with something. So thank you for joining us. Also, to let you know, you can always... Uh, if you would like to help us on our journey, you can go to our Patreon page, um, patreon.com slash late night love and join us on a, from three to $20. We've got four levels and you can pick which level you'd want. We would love to have you join our community. Okay. And so what is your Christmas wish this year? Me love. Do you have one this year? No, I just want, I'm just looking forward to a very mellow day with you. Usually we go over to your mom's house and it's a big kerfluffle and it's and lots of family, lots of wrapping paper, good food, great company. I'm going to miss it this year, but this year we're going to do something different. We're going to be here by ourselves, and we're just going to maybe watch some football. Watch. I'm going to watch a Christmas movie. I don't know about you. Yeah, we I haven't decided what we're doing on Christmas. What I'm doing on Christmas, who knows? Maybe I'll just sit down and not take a day off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a good idea. Except for, you know, except for click on late night love, do something un, unscripted, unscheduled, un won't even do the, you know, normal show prep if we just go on and see if anybody wants to talk about Christmas. Maybe you're feeling alone and you want to have a chat. I think, I think I've got all the technical aspects of the love line worked out. So I think, in the beginning of the new year, we can start doing the love line again, or start oh, doing the love line. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So I think that I think the our decision is how to handle that on the back end of things not the front end of things so we'll have to go over that we'll have to test it out but so we look for that coming on the new year we also to make uh, some small announcements for the new year we're going to change our daily dose schedule we're going to go to five days a week for the new content 
and then the other two days we'll recycle old content based upon something that didn't get the love it needed some a topic we thought we covered better than the response we got or something that went really well and is timely who knows you know we won't randomly pick something we'll one of us will make a judgment call on what's good that day yeah yeah so it won't quite be it'll, it'll be a repeat with a repeat with meaning shall we call it a repeat with meaning yeah there'll be yes. some reason we'll repeat that it's just lighten our production schedule i've got other stuff coming up so, so we have to kind of figure how to balance all of our all of our responsibilities like everybody else we have to balance responsibilities and so that's one way to rebalance some and we have enough content in the backfield to have a wide variety of things to choose from so unlike before you didn't have anything to re replay you're just replaying stuff from earlier in the week essentially <laughs> but now we have what 120 123 123 daily doses to pick from so that's a and adding five more every week so that's a good library to go back and choose from yes we can go back and for you guys out there let us know which ones maybe we should redo because maybe we're better now or maybe you don't like the way we answered it or we could have answered it better you know let us know we can take positive criticism we can take criticism we'll take criticism you know but you know with love, with is what love, I, please is what I meant. I didn't sure, necessarily sure, mean sure. positive criticism. Positive criticism. There is a way to criticize someone positively, and that's what we're trying to do: is be uh, be positive these days. You know, there must be a beacon of positivity in in your life. Otherwise, you don't have a beacon of positivity. So. Many people that can put love into the world, as many ripples of love that can be made. I think it's important for everybody to do their part, and we're going to do ours. So, you have Christmas questions over there. I have 50 intimate questions to ask your forever person this Christmas. Okay, we're not doing 50 Christmas questions, but we'll let you play, Miss. Uh, talk show host over there cipher through them live okay we're gonna cipher through yeah cipher through see which ones we want to do okay <laughs> let's get started who is your favorite person to buy presents for oh man is that a loaded question or what oh you're sitting here with see, my... i love buying <laughs> presents for everybody i just i love thinking about the person what they're gonna like and i buy it and i think about them opening it i look forward to them opening it. but i have to say who i enjoy watching open the presents the most are the grandchildren yeah well it's yeah. actually those for me if you want to get specific, I like watching children between like four and eight open presents uh -huh. because they're not quite old enough to have expectations. They genuinely appreciate and get excited about everything they get unless it sucks. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's that, it's that joy before, before they become kind of jaded and, 
It's just kind of the pure joy. Now, under four, they don't even know what they're doing. They're just ripping paper and, you know, and have stuff. It's it's a different kind of thing. But there's that, that period of pure innocence and pure joy that, that I like to see. It's like listening to a toddler laugh is the best sound on the planet. Is it just it? Of course, it's usually preceded 10 seconds later by them screaming about something. But, you know, for that, <laughs> because in toddler world, that's what you do. It's either the best thing ever invented or it's the greatest human tragedy of all time. <laughs> <laughs> there is no in between. <laughs> there is no in between when you're a toddler. And we only say that because we have a two-year-old and he's had a two-year-old day today. And it's just... You know, hey, he's not my two-year-old, so it's great to watch. It's great to see you're watching a two-year-old be a two-year-old, and it's kind of fun. But, you know, I'm not having to be the parent. So <laughs> so it's even better. <laughs> but it is. It's fun to see because you, you've got that just this incredible joy followed by, like, the world's worst thing. and it's And it's laughable. But it's also the best thing on the planet. All right, so what you got? Have you ever got stuck working on Christmas? Me? All the time. Uh, Did you really? Yes. I used to, especially when I was younger and raising a young family, you'd choose to take the work because you needed the money. And Christmas paid extra. I used to be a delivery driver, and you'd take uh, commercials, oddly enough, back in the day. They'd film commercials and TV shows or whatnot, and they'd put them on a plane down in L.A., and they'd fly them up on a commercial airliner. Because it's the only thing, because the deliveries, regular delivery services didn't work. You couldn't send it UPS overnight. Back in the day, they didn't work on Christmas. And so you'd have to go to the airport first thing in the morning, five in the morning or something, pick it up. Then you drive down to like Modesto and Stockton and Merced and, and Fresno and drop it off at a TV station in each town. And then you come back home. And they'd pay you time plus, you know, a bonus for taking your time off of Christmas. That's a brutal Christmas. <laughs> Five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it was nice pay, right? When you're young and got young kids and, you know, the, the money's, you can do Christmas the day before or the day after. You know, Christmas isn't necessarily the day. It's about the spirit. And you just, you make do. Yeah. Because, you know, you're young and you need the $300, $400 of a day pay that you can usually make in, you know, five days. <laughs> you make it one. Yeah, you're going to take it. I've worked retail. I've worked on Christmas Eve, but I've never worked Christmas Day. Well, and as a janitor, you can choose. Sometimes you can choose whether to work Christmas night or the last night the the office was open. Sometimes it's Christmas Eve, sometimes it's not. So you can choose which day to work because no one's going to be there. So you can choose to either work before Christmas or you have to go in <laughs> Christmas and do the shift on Christmas. But just, you know, sometimes it's technically the night after Christmas. You start at 2 a.m. or something. But, yeah. So you got to make a choice about what you do, but as you know, the nice thing is you got a choice of which way you wanted to work it. You could, 
Yeah, too. So not every job is a nine to five job. Not every job gets Christmas off. You know, work still has to get done. And so, you know, you appreciate the people who are taking their time to make sure the water turns on, the lights turn on, and, and you know, your Christmas traditional dinner at Denny's can get cooked because there's a cook cooking. You know, some people have a tradition of going to the movie theaters. I don't know if that's happening any, this year anywhere. But, you know, there's people who have to work to make sure that can happen. Mm-hmm. So we should be thankful for them. And the grocery mm-hmm. stores that are open for those last-minute items. Well, not just for the last-minute items. How about the people who don't celebrate Christmas? Christmas at all, Yeah. There's lots of people who don't celebrate Christmas or who don't celebrate it that day or, you know, or it's not a big thing in their life. Sure, they celebrate Christmas, but they're not going to, you know, shuffle their life around for it. You know, the world's a diverse place. And, you know, we have to not, for, we have to remember that the world's a diverse place and we should all should be kind. You know, the Christmas spirit isn't just about getting gifts and and um, being close to your family. It's about humanity, the human spirit of love and kindness and spreading that around. So spread the love and kindness to those people we call non-essential workers these days because there's nothing non-essential about them. Your bartender, your wait, your waiter, your waitress, who are home wondering how they're going to pay their next bills. Yeah, don't forget them. Even if they're only in your hearts, remember them in your hearts. If you can't do anything else, you never know what that means. The universe is a strange place. It's a strange place. You put good feelings in the world. Good things can happen. Okay, what else we got? What, what kind of food did you leave for Santa when you were little? Did you leave out cookies? I left out cookies. I don't remember. I'd have to ask my mother. I don't, remember, don't leaving remember leaving. I'm assuming we did cookies and milk or something at some point, but I don't actually remember. I certainly remember. Yeah. If I was smart, then you put out Dr. Pepper for Santa. That's what you need to do. Dr. Pepper. When did you find out the truth about Santa? I have no idea. I don't remember. I remember my mother told me because she didn't want me going to school and other kids making fun of me. And I that immediately made me skeptical about everything she ever that ever came out of her mouth after that. <laughs> All oh, of a sudden, geez. Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, everything was fake. Bowl. See, when we when I had the discussion no. with my children, it's it wasn't. I didn't. Santa Claus isn't fake. See, that's the part when people say Santa Claus isn't real. Santa Claus is fake. No, it's not. It's just the story of Santa is an amalgamation of what all parents do. If you take all parents and all people who play Santa in some role in their lives, and you put them all into a 
big jolly character into a character right around Santa. They come out looking like Santa. <laughs> so it's a big fat happy person who likes to give presents. That's <laughs> it's not the Santa itself. It's not supposed to be taken literally. <laughs> well, she didn't explain to me like we explained. To like I explained to the grand well for the grandson this year he found out this year and it was when he told me and he looked at me rather sheepishly there's no Santa Claus mama you know called him mama and that's Danish for mother's mother and I said oh good now you can help us you can help us with the little kids so it's like okay now you're big. Well, so I'm, we tried to put a positive spin on it. Well, I actually did that. I got to play Santa this week for a group of school kids, small group of school kids. And I actually did that for the school kids. Oh, we, were, and, and, we were talking about Christmas magic. And my and, grandson said you did a good job. And I got, and I, I, we talked about, I talked, we were talking about Christmas magic. We were talking, elves, they got me hung up on this elves on the shelves thing. And they wouldn't accept, really accept the fact that I said, those aren't my elves. This <laughs> the elves on the shelves are not my elves. That's a different Christmas magic. Yeah, I, I, I don't because when you're doing a Santa Claus for a diverse group of kids, you've got to be generic. And so, <laughs> and so I said, those are my elves. It's Christmas magic. Um. And we got talking about Christmas. This as as you grow older, you get to become a as you become adults, you get to become a different part of the Christmas magic. Yes. And the little kids didn't catch what I was talking about, but the older kids, like your grandson, he knew what I meant. Yeah. He got and so that's kind of the neat thing about that. You get to kind of talk to two different kids in the same way. It's a trick. It's a big responsibility putting on that Santa outfit. You know, you've got to walk a fine line. You've got to be real enough for those kids who know, but you've got to be Santa at the same time for those kids who are excited. This one girl wouldn't shut up. She couldn't. She shut. couldn't. She couldn't shut up. She couldn't. She literally couldn't. It wasn't her it was the cutest thing, but she a million questions. Where's your reindeers? All the stuff. Now they're at home resting. They've got a big week next week. So they've been training. And so now they're resting for the getting ready for the big day. <laughs> you know? Some of these things are, some questions are easier to ask, answer than others. But still, you know, she had a million of these questions. It was fine. I'm perfectly happy to talk to the other girl. Very polite little girl raises her hand. <laughs> well, Santa, remind our P's and Q's. We raise our hand. This one little boy, you can tell he's a boy who has trouble always behaving himself. And so I so said, you've been a good little boy this year. I try. I said, that's all we really require is that you try. Here we go. You know, <laughs> you can just tell. Well, I try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. You know, it's just, you could just tell. You could look at him, a little, little kid. But, hey, I've raised four boys. I can tell those kids who are, they're good kids, but 
stuff goes wrong because they don't quite think things through because they're kid. And <laughs> 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 you know, I raised four boys. I know what that looks like. So it was, yeah, it was fun. But so I did. I hope I did a good job for the kids because you don't want to spoil Santa for nobody. That's you know, I'm not even that much of a great. Well, well, my grandson was impressed. Well, that's good. That's good. Who'd have thought? Well, 15 years ago, I couldn't leave the house. Now I can go play Santa Claus. Yes, you can. Okay, here's one for we we don't talk enough about pets on here. Pets are very important. To, pets are part of some people's family. Um, do you have you ever bought a, a a Christmas present for your pet? No. Well, I have paid for Christmas presents for a pet. Yes, but I have <laughs> never bought Christmas presents for a pet. <laughs> if that makes sense. to fathers all over the world, that will make sense. <laughs> 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 just saying no I've never bought one but yes I have paid for them yeah. so well they deserve maybe. their little special moment it's Christmas <laughs> they don't know it's Christmas well they get to enjoy it All right. buy them stuff during the year and you don't have to buy them stuff for Christmas they don't get to enjoy it they don't, don't enjoy it but they don't get to open the presents lord have you ever gone caroling? Have you heard me sing? You make babies cry. Yeah. I you told me that when we first got together, and I thought you were exaggerating. No. Over the years, I've learned this is true. I can occasionally sing well. I just have no idea when it's going to happen. <laughs> well, I've gone caroling with when I was in Girl Scouts. We would go to some houses. We went to um, a uh, elderly home, a care facility. We would go caroling, and and it was just the love. We had a lovely time. And I I think that's a lost tradition is going caroling, uh, you know. And I hope after COVID is over that we can bring it back. No, I'm not going to bring it back. I did as a teenager. I think one year, maybe two years, we did go caroling a couple of times. But I no, I can't sing. So, no. Have you ever had carolers come to the door? Not around here. Uh-huh. But, yes, I have. But not around here, no. Not around here. It's always such a special treat. Yeah, no one's walking around this neighborhood singing. <laughs> well, if they are, you don't want them knocking on your door. <laughs> Do you have a favorite holiday song? Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> that puts you in the holiday mood. <laughs> it's just funny. I, don't I know. know. Mine too is Santa Baby. <laughs> Santa Baby. 
I mean, Silent Night kind of puts me in, in the Christmassy mood. It, it's what? one of the Silent Night a Silent good, Night version. A good silent, good version of Silent Night. But, I know how to sing that in Danish. I had to get up in front of church one time and sing. I had to learn it, and I had to sing it for the Christmas pageant one year. And I had the spotlight on me. It was my moment. I was nine, and I nailed it. See, it's one of my one of my favorite holiday memories. I even remember what I was wearing. <laughs> I can't remember what I was wearing yesterday. <laughs> Which is funny. It was a blue pleated skirt and with a little matching jacket and a white shell. I'm sure I was cold. Cute as a button, though. With little white tights and little black patent leather shoes. Yeah, you're in Ohio in December. Yeah, you're going to be cold. Cold, man. I remember that. I remember standing up there being cold. Yeah, Ohio in December. Yeah, you're going to be cold. Yeah. And that was in a packed church too, and the church was freaking cold. Yeah, because it's you know why? Because it's Ohio in December. It's cold back there. I don't ever have to go back there to know that it's cold back there. I've seen weather on the map. <laughs> One time I walked to uh, the uh, little, our little equivalent to the corner <laughs> store. One time I had to go get cigarettes, and, it, and I, I wore glasses at that time. And I, my breath went up and made ice on my glasses. I had just little bitty holes. It was ice all the way around. I could, had little bitty holes I could see through to try to get back. And I, but I made it. <laughs> it was it, it was ridiculous. Yes, it was ridiculous. But you know what we do when we're teenagers. The things we do when we're teenagers, right? The things we do with teenagers. All right, we've got. Four minutes. So you got one more for the before our mid break. Do you own an ugly Christmas sweater? I used to own one. I had one that had the lights on it, but the lights broke, and I don't know what happened to a sweater after that. Oh no, it's probably it's in our Christmas boxes up in the attic somewhere. But the you know when you ever you move around and the lights on the thing would light up, it was it was it was beautifully ugly. It was great, but. I have a kitty one who's wearing a little scarf and glasses with a Santa hat. It's the ugliest Christmas sweater I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, ugly Christmas sweaters are great. Yeah. Yeah, it's the greatest thing. I'm, I don't know why ugly Christmas sweaters are, are great, but they're, they're great. Well, they're reminiscent of that aunt who would always send you an ugly Christmas sweater every year. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they're cool, but I, ugly Christmas sweater. There's something charming about an ugly Christmas sweater. There, it is charming, <laughs> and and about you know the self security, I suppose, the self confidence it takes to go ahead and wear one, because you can't be a you can't really care about what other people think. Yeah, you can't because you're you're never gonna put it on if you care about what other people think. It's too ugly. Because even you know it's ugly. Hell, you're wearing it because it's ugly. It's ugly. 
not that in a teenager I want to shock my parents kind of way, just because it's charming because it's so ugly. That's a different thing. <laughs> and it takes a, you know, it's not a rebellious, I'm wearing this because I'm a rebel. It's No, I'm rebelling this because it's so ugly, it's charming. Anyway, it's a strange, it's a strange thing. All right, so we're going to take a break here for a minute and uh, let pay some bills, so to speak. Yeah. And we will be uh, right back. Okay, and we are back. Lobby's over there. We're talking questions for your Christmas questions for your uh, life partner, so to speak. You know, modified a little bit for our purposes. And we've got, want to let you know that you can join our community over at patreon.com slash late night love. You can find us on Facebook at Late Night Love, and you can find us on all the various social media um, outlets, MeWe, Minds, and where else? I know we're somewhere else. You can find us on Anchor and all the podcasting networks as well, many other podcasting networks, including now iHeartRadio, by the way. Which is a nice addition, yes, to this distribution network. So, so what else we got over there now? More Christmas love have, questions. Have, have you ever kissed under the mistletoe? Maybe, but if I did, it was at a Christmas party when back in the days, and I don't remember those too well. So, uh, I have. But I don't know how I feel about this. You know, you can someone takes mistletoe and they put it over their head. Do you have to kiss them? What if you don't want to? E. No, it's only supposed to be if you're standing under like pre-hung mistletoe. Someone can't just hold mistletoe over your head and say, "You have to kiss me." You <laughs> uh-huh. can't do that. No, yeah, that's not they, how that works. Yeah, they did. That's not how that. That's not how that works. <laughs> Well, they did. It was very uncomfortable. Well, yeah, because they're being dumb. And why did you listen to them? Because I was very young mm-hmm. and gullible. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and Cassa, it's supposed to be, hey, look, there is mistletoe up there. Well, it's not, you can't walk around and, I mean, come on, that's a big loophole. I could walk around, hey, look, there's Jennifer Lopez. Look, I got mistletoe. I got mistletoe. <laughs> <Look> to me. <laughs> well, maybe, but it get me no, put in jail. But I'm it, just saying. But it, it, you know, it, it, it's just it was very uncomfortable. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I would have bet because that's creepy. <laughs> but I have hung mistletoe in my home. Yes, and if someone wants to participate in the game, that's great. Yes. Yeah, but you don't walk around <laughs> mistletoe in your pocket waiting for a victim to come stumbling by. <laughs> that's, that's violation of the Christmas spirit. I'm just saying. <laughs> Someone needs to go back in time and get punched in the nose. So there we go. Would you prefer it to snow on Christmas or to stay sunny? I hate the snow. 
I would just a little bit, just like an inch or so. Well, I wouldn't mind the snow if it would snow on Christmas and I didn't have to go anywhere. I could get snow this year. I ain't going anywhere anyway. But I live in, we live in Sacramento. It don't snow here. Maybe once a decade, you might get snow that sticks for 20 minutes. Maybe. That's all we get. It did one year. It was fabulous. Yes, that one. Yeah, it did that, that one. one year, that one time. That one time. It. We have marked. More I've often, been here thirty-seven years. <laughs> yeah, that one time. <laughs> that one time. It hails more often. It looks like snow than is actual snow. <laughs> it does. It hails more often. It hails more often than that looks like snow. That'll make it look like it's snow, but it actual it's actual snow than the snow here. But. No, I hate driving in snow. So but I, we, my, could, we could drive up into the mountains. It, it's about an hour drive. Well, I could. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because I hate the snow. <laughs> well, the snow is actually fine. I don't mind the snow. I hate moving around, driving. You hate driving in it. I hate driving or having to walk or having to go somewhere in the snow. If, if I'm not going anywhere that day and there's two feet of snow outside, Ah, great. Let's go have a snowball fight, build a snowman and all that stuff. But it needs to melt before I need to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I wouldn't do well in a snowy area. It's one thing keeping me in California, probably. All right. Have so, you ever had your picture taken with Moth Santa? I would love to see your childhood picture of you with Moth Santa. I bet your mother had has one. Yeah, I probably did, but not that I remember. That I was remember a big any. tradition. We used to go every year, <coughs> and and uh, we'd go and watch the go and look at the um, the department store window displays it was so magical the animatronics and then we'd go watch the, the you know what is it the living christmas tree and my my sister even remembers you know you'd look under the christmas tree and there'd be a little mouse family you know with the with the little having dinner you know and it, it was as a child it was just so magical i know the only christmas memory of going to like a mall and, and wanting to go to santa claus is looking at this line and saying oh forget that and and not the other people saying forget that me saying forget that as a kid no never mind it ain't worth it to that long ass line i'm not going in there but i'm never one for lines so even as a kid, anxiety disorder kid is not standing in some big long line to go see Santa Claus. So, but I'm sure I did at some point. You'd have to ask my mother. She's not watching tonight. So, well, I'm going to ask your mother. Do you suck at wrapping presents? Yes. I, do well, you, I do. I love wrapping presents. I make a big deal out of it. I pull out all the Christmas presents. I got all my wrapping paper and my scissors and my tape. I'm all well supplied. And I uh, turn on It's a Wonderful Life. I know five-year-olds who wrap better I than I wrap presents and I have something special to drink. And I just 
have, I just take a couple hours <coughs> and just take my time and I think about the person opening it. Yeah. So I'm put, pretty I'm pretty good at wrapping presents. Yeah, I just uh, no. But I don't like doing ribbon and bows and all of that. I just wrap it up and stick a label on it. Those bows get trashed. My bows always get trashed. Well, I'm, yeah, I've never understood the both things because you just they just make it harder to open the present, and then they just get thrown away. But, but they look festive. Well, I have yeah, to okay. admit. Well, yeah, if you're making decorative boxes, then great. Put the bows on it. It looks all great. But if you're making a present for a five-year-old, forget the dang bow. You ain't going to appreciate the bow anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if you're going to give a present to, you know, to grandma, put a bow on it. Make it nice. She's going to appreciate the presentation. If you're giving it to a teenager or a five-year-old, you know, depending upon the teenager, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But the five-year-old, they'll forget it. It's just a barrier to, to entry into the present. But, no, I can't wrap presents for nothing. I, but probably has something to do with me not liking wrapping presents. It's a chore, so I just want to get done with it. I, you know, I could learn to do it well, I suppose, if I needed to. You could learn to do anything well. Yeah, it's just a process. It is. It's a process. Do you like getting gifts or feel awkward about it? I feel awkward these days. I'm appreciative, but I feel awkward because I get so much, for me, personally, I get so much from out the year from the people I love and care about that them giving me something on Christmas, it, it feels selfish. And especially in a year like this one where there's, there's nothing to give anybody else. You know, and we're not getting the only perfect people in that position. There's not much to give. There's, you know, the cupboards are bare. And I know the people who I would buy presents for would rather me not go into debt to buy them something for Christmas. So, so there it is. Yeah, you know, we're hardly the only people this year. Right. Or I'm hardly the only person this year. Who's in that boat? So what do you do? I always feel a little awkward getting any present. I don't know why. But I take it, you know, in the spirit that it's given. Yes. Yeah. If it gives the other person joy. Yes. Then why are you going to interfere in their joy? Yeah. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not that selfish. So you have to understand where it's coming from. And so if it gives that person joy, if they want to give you a gift, then accept it and accept it with the honor. Even if like this year, there's going to be lots of people who get gifts who are not going to be able to reciprocate. And you need to understand that they don't care. They didn't give you that gift. So they get something back. They gave you that gift because they love you. You know, they know that this is a difficult year and then you have to, pay your rent and put food on the table and, the, you know, going out and finding the right t-shirt for your, you know, for your sister-in-law isn't on your agenda this year. They'll understand. And if they don't, you probably don't need them much in your life. So, 
Yeah. It's going to be a a hard year for some, but but accepting part of part of the joy of the season is letting others giving to others and letting them have their fun that they were looking forward to you opening their present. Yes. You know, yeah. Let them have it. Not yes. all gifts come wrapped in presents. Some gifts come wrapped in letting people see your joy. Yes. You know, if that's the best gift you can give this year, then give that gift well. Yes. You know, it's a tough year. Don't make it any harder than it is. Have you ever re-gifted something someone gave you? Oh, yeah. I'm sure I have. I have, too. But only when I knew the person who I was re-gifting it to would actually want it. I've never re-gifted something just to get rid of it. Well, no. No. Uh, but I have, hey, this, I can't use this, but I know that person would like this. Uh, I think I've done it a couple times with books, specifically. But, yeah. So, you know, I'm not, not going to read that. So I'll give it to that person who who will. Or I don't polish my car, but I know this person does, and they'll appreciate this car polish. So it's just going to go bad and end up getting thrown away and put in a, and then thrown into the landfill. So why wouldn't you regift it? Yes. No. As long as it's as long as the thought was genuine behind it, then yeah, you're fine. If you're just giving it away to get rid of it, you're a crass human being. <laughs> You know, it has to be the right gift for the right person. Then it's fine. Yeah, because it's the thought. Again, it goes back to it's the thought that counts. I say, hey, this is perfect for them, and it's here. And I'm, why go buy something for them that I've already got? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and then this is just going to get what, thrown away because I'm never going to use it. <laughs> now, I suppose you could, you know take that thing and go sell it or give it to somebody and then go, but it just, you know, it's fine. It's the spirit. Again, it goes back to the spirit in which it is given, not necessarily where it came from. Yes. Do you consider yourself a Grinch? A Grinch? Yes. <sighs> I have my moments. <laughs> I have my moments too. I get to be a Grinch but- about two weeks out. And then for about a week, and then I start to ungrinchify about a week before Christmas. I think if I had to pull out a habit, to pull out a pattern, I'm grinchy about three weeks, to three weeks for two weeks from about what? The beginning of December. Beginning of December. Oh, and right about now, <laughs> yeah, I start, you start, I start getting into the swing. I start things. to ungrinchify. It's, and by Christmas Day, I'm okay. But yeah, I'm kind of grinchy those for the beginning of November. I mean December. Yeah, I think so. But I am. I'm kind of grinchy. And I don't know why. I'm not even sure it's related to Christmas. I just I think it's more related to my knees ache in the beginning of December, and it takes a while for the Christmas spirit to overpower my aching knees. If I had to actually take a psychological dive yes. into yes. it because there's no 
psychological reason for me to feel grinchy, which is why it never makes any sense. So if it's not psychological, it's probably physical. And it's a response to the pain in the knees. And December is usually when the fluctuations of the weather, which is when my knees hurt worse, which would, one thing, you know, sometimes two plus two is four. But we'll see. That's all I've ever come up with because nothing else make, nothing else rings true and i'm not necessarily saying that's true either it's just nothing else rings true because i don't have any christmas hang on no you don't don't. (laughs) it doesn't make any sense that i'm grinchy on christmas there's so i just have to think of it it's a time of year when i tend to be in pain more often than not then and you know that takes it takes its toll it does so, and then, you know, the Christmas spirit can actually overcome that. That's how powerful that is, is by the time Christmas rolls around, I'm okay again. I kind of can deal with it. So, it's interesting. That's an interesting question. Have you ever gotten drunk during a Santa crawl? Okay, now my question is... What the hell is a Santa crawl? What's a Santa crawl? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the freaking Santa crawl is. So the answer is no. No. I don't know anybody out there... <laughs> can tell me what the hell a Santa crawl is. Santa crawl is. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm supposing it involves bar hopping. Or, or going to malls and getting seeing santas or looking at lights maybe i don't know i don't know and see you've been 30 years since you've been since you've gotten drunk 31 years without a drink 31 years so i'm an alcoholic so you're past the santa crawl thing you're you're you're, i mean you're you've passed oh my god that would be like so annoying there's no santa crawl those drunk people (laughs) there's no santa i hate that Yeah, there was no Santa Claus thirty years ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> you went, you went to the bar and you got drunk. <laughs> and so, and no, I was never one for those type of things anyway. So no, but I don't even know what the hell a Santa Crawl is. <laughs> but maybe, as he said, have you ever got drunk? So maybe it's not a bar hopping thing because maybe getting drunk is isn't a routine part of it because you wouldn't ask the question if the whole point of going on the Santa crawl was to get drunk. It's like a bar crawl. It's the whole point of going on a bar, a bar crawl, crawl is to get drunk. Is to get drunk. So you wouldn't yeah, ask so the question. Yeah, so what the heck? So brings us back to our what original the, question. What the hell is a Santa, is a Santa crawl? <laughs> Someone sent us an email at love at late night love dot Wait, let me change that. Uh, yeah. Someone sent us the email at love at late night love.us or post on our Facebook page or send me a tweet at Jazzrack on Twitter. And you can tell us what the hell a Santa crawl is because I've never heard of it. And so I, I am culturally ignorant on that one. So you guys can help educate us. All right. So what do you got? Have you ever built a gingerbread house before? Now, I think these are that's highly overrated. I think gingerbread houses are finally highly overrated. It's fun thing. I, I did one with my grandson mm-hmm. and um, he adored it, but I, you know, it's really hard to get the icing and the, and the, the roof starts slipping. And- well, well, one, the gingerbread house kits, things we buy today, aren't the gingerbread houses that traditions built. 
The gingerbread houses of, of tradition were made from grandma's gingerbread and kind of the spare ends and the stuff and was put together. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. We're not actually doing the same. Well, no, it's, they've morphed over the years. Now we have kits. Now we have kits and special icings and it used to be a whole endeavor. You kind of took the leftovers of the rejected gingerbreads and you kind of manufactured a house out of it as kind of a fun thing to kill time while you're waiting for stuff to do. And now the importance of the gingerbread house now isn't really the gingerbread house itself. It's that you've got an activity that you and your kids take and you stop to do and it's related to Christmas and it's a uh, you're building a tradition and a Christmas spirit and you're sharing something. Essentially what it is, be it a gingerbread house or a submarine for all that matters, it doesn't really matter. No, it wasn't about the gingerbread house. It was about doing something together and we had a fine time. Yeah, you could be making Mickey Mouse cookies. I was cookies. a little frustrated, but he, he, did, he did fine. Yeah, you could be making Mickey Mouse cookies. You know, oddly enough, I think in future years, you guys making bread together for Christmas, making some Christmas bread is probably might end up being your thing type of thing for you and your grandkids. If I were to take a guess. Huh. But we'll see how that evolves. Those things evolve. So I could be wrong. Like I said, it's a guess. What was <laughs> how much was the most expensive present you've ever bought? No. I've... Well, mine wasn't a Christmas present. Mine was my sister's birthday present. Her birthday is on the twenty-first, and I forgot her her birthday. One year, I don't know how I how that happened. I'm still just mortified, and it cost me a pair of diamond earrings the next birthday. Get me out of get me out of the doghouse. That was bad. I don't know. I I'm sure I bought in something relatively expensive, probably a computer or a laptop or something. Of that nature, but I can remember off the top of my head. But I'm always amazed as all the, these car commercials this time of year. Who goes out and buys a car for their their spouse on Christmas? That's Jesusloo. It's not actually meant to look to buy Christmas presents for your spouse. That's just to set the tone of the commercial. There's only a handful of people who actually go out and buy the things. But what they're really doing is they're telling you that, hey, now's the time to go buy a car. We got special deals on before the end of the year. And you can write this off on your last year's taxes. And it's, it's just because it's Christmas time, they write, make the commercials cheery and friendly and about Christmas. They're not actually selling you buy your, they're not actually asking you to buy your hat, to buy your spouse a. A, a Christmas present. That's not what they're actually trying to get you to do. They're trying to get you to buy your car at the end of the year because they need to sell as many cars as they can before the 31st. So it all helps on their year-end reports. Uh-huh. But you can't say that on your commercial during Christmas time. 
<laughs> so you say, go buy your honey a car. A couple people will do that, but other people will say, you know, I'm going to buy a new car anyway, and that's a good deal, so I'm going to go buy a car. That's how that actually works. It's just a way to tell people that you're having a sale and you can come buy a car. Just to wrapping it up is putting a bow on it, quite literally. <laughs> when was the last time you built a snowman? I think we should go up to the snow and build a snowman. I think you should talk to your daughter and you guys can go up to the snow and build a snowman all you want. No, you and me, we can bring a carrot and we can find two blunts of coal. We can just we can put a scarf on it and we can leave it there for others to enjoy. Now I remember why I'm a Grinch in the beginning of December. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favorite holiday movie? I know what your favorite holiday movie is. Okay, what's my favorite holiday movie? Charlie Brown Christmas Special. Yeah, I like anything peanuts on, on the holidays. Anything peanuts on the holidays. But I don't really have a holiday movie. Unlike there, because unlike other some people, I, I don't I don't think Christmas movies have body counts. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I understand <laughs> this is a huge controversy. <laughs> Christmas but, movies don't have body counts. Well, this one does. <laughs> Just to shake things up, we're going to throw no. in Bruce Willis with a submachine. No, you're perfectly happy. Do you want to have Die Hard oh, oh, as, a, oh. as a Christmas tradition? That's great. I don't have any problems with it. Knock yourselves out. Just, just not a Christmas movie. It's in filed with the Christmas movies. Only because you've got a group of zealots who demand that it be filed with the Christmas movie. Yes. Rational human beings don't want it. Don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie because Christmas movies don't have blood spatters and body counts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not loving. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, well, my favorite holiday movie is It's a Wonderful Life, and I've already watched it once. I'm behind in my viewings. Usually, I end up watching it like five times. I'm just saying that Christmas movies follow the Christmas spirit, and there's no Christmas spirit in Die Hard. It's a perfectly fine movie to watch during Christmas time, because people like watching it during Christmas time. That's great. It's just not a Christmas movie. Y'all are crazy. Okay. Well, the, well, I I don't concur. Was Christmas <laughs> your favorite holiday as a kid? Heck yeah, Christmas and 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 uh, Halloween, <sighs> birthday. That was the highlight of the year as a kid, and I try to remember that. Yeah, Christmas and Halloween are probably as a kid were probably the the, the only two holidays that actually mattered. Yes. Well, my birthday was only a month from you know, my birthday's a month before Christmas. Six weeks. So as a kid, you know, 
is close enough. I'm better off than my sister who, who was early January. Ah. But, you know, so Christmas was really the the big thing. Yes. You know, birthdays weren't a big thing. It's not that you didn't get stuff on, but big presents happened on Christmas. Yeah, but your birthday is your special day, and everybody has to do what they what you tell them. Okay, you live in a strange world. I've been trying to tell you this for a decade now. It's that, your that, day. That, 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 no, it's your birthday. Well, actually, it's your month. You get a birthday month. No, there's there's how many billions of people in the world? You can't have bill everybody. No, there's only twelve months. You can't have one twelfth of the world's population <laughs> taking a whole month just for themselves. <laughs> but you could. No, you can't. It would be a better world. Now that may be true, but the lights probably wouldn't work. So <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know, but I'm not a big birthday person now. But so you know. Does your pet have a stocking? I don't know if Santa acknowledges pets, but I I could see how people would have put a stocking up and get those extra treats and have fun on Christmas morning with their pet. Well, people who are that attached to their pets will make a Christmas stocking. Yes. 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 Now, does would I do it? No, no, it's a pet. If I want to give them an extra bone on Christmas, I'll give them an extra bone on Christmas, but it's not a Christmas present. It's just a bone on Christmas, so he'll leave everybody else alone. Because, mm. you know, dogs get excited when the kids get excited, and so you're best off giving them a, something new to go off and chew so you can accomplish your things. It's not a present, it's a... It's a diversion. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Because they're a dog. They don't know what's going on. All they know is their owner people are getting excited. And so they get excited. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they're dogs. That's what they do. Because it's Christmas. No, they don't know it's Christmas. You just know that people are excited and stuff is happening. And when think stuff is happening and people are excited, they get happy and excited. That's true. Would you ever celebrate Christmas somewhere warm like Hawaii? Well, I'm in California, so I can't really answer that question. But Hawaii and California, it's chilly. It's not Hawaii wait, weather. Grew, no, no, I'm going to call foul and throw a flag on that one. And even though I've lived in California my entire life, you're from freaking Ohio. You know what cold is. Warm is relative. We have California cold. It is not the same thing as cold. Mm, it was 60 okay. it was 60 something I'll, degrees today i'll concede <laughs> it was 62 63 degrees today you could have gone out in a tank t in a t-shirt you know it, no way for that period of time in the day where it was at its peak temperature for about two hours a day you could have worn a t-shirt okay no not you but normal human beings normal <laughs> <laughs> you could have worn a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying it's, it's there's there's cold and then there's California cold well and then there's Hawaii cold because Hawaii cold is like warm other places so 
Even though it snows on occasion on the top of that hill in Hawaii. It does. So would, last question. Would you ever do a Christmas photograph with me and do it like for a Christmas card? We'd send them out to all our family. Us in our ugly Christmas sweaters. No. Oh, come on. No, you're not going to. It's like dressing up samesies. It's not going to happen. Yes, twinsies. <laughs> no, it's not going to. It's not matching. <laughs> it's close enough. It's theming. That's close enough. Dang it. <laughs> No, the only time we may get away with theming is like a costume party. And I may consider it, but that's it. I'm just saying, that's it. No, I'm not. I love you, but no, I'm only going so far. <laughs> Maybe next year. All right. So we are just about over. So I want to. Thank everybody for joining us on this Christmas version of, of Late Night Love. Now we will see you again the day after Christmas, I guess it is. Uh, Chris, what do you call the day after? Post-Christmas Day? Boxing Day. Boxing Day? Why is it called Boxing Day? Because I don't know about the box thing. I just know that that was the day that the servants would get off have their Christmas so you would have to have your meals cold because there was you, people would lay out a big table of cold foods and that's what they would eat on that day because the servants were gone because the upper crust didn't know how to feed them goddamn selves is essentially what you're telling like well don't be that way feed yourself on, on the day after Christmas even if you have servants, feed yourselves. Go, you know, go to the microwave. We have those these days. <laughs> you don't have to eat cold leftovers. You can have warm leftovers. Order Domino's. I don't know. <laughs> so I didn't. I've never bothered to see what Boxing Day was. It, I'm kind of a quasi historian, but but why do they? I know why, why but, but I don't know why it's called boxing because you get your meals in a box. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just, maybe it's because technically it's unboxing, and we just call it because unboxing doesn't sound very good. They call it Boxing Day. Unboxing Day. Because they're know. British. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, and hey, maybe we'll have an explanation for that on Boxing Day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll that's about, what we will do. That's what we'll do. We'll find out what Boxing Day is for Boxing so Day. So stay tuned. Stay. Now, of course, our Ireland viewer probably knows listener probably knows what the heck we're talking about. Yes, yeah, our Ireland and viewer. So if you're our, our Ireland viewer, if you want to send us an email, tell us what the heck Boxing Day is so we can relate that in a knowledgeable way. Otherwise, we'll butcher the meaning. But we'll do that anyway. Anyway, thank you for joining us on this trip down our down our river of love. If you would like to join our community, you can go to patreon.com slash late night love and join us at one of our four levels. From me and Lubby, we appreciate your listening. Merry Christmas. Merry and, Christmas. And love everybody. <laughs>